Welcome. It's so good to be with you today. Yes, yeah, so good to be with you and hope you've enjoyed a few rays of sunshine because it's half term. We're actually recording this in advance. So um, I'm kind of mm. saying that in faith, like, you know, speaking to our Risky. future. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to say to your future self, Caroline? Um, I don't know, maybe buy that leather sofa you saw at the antique store. That's good. You won't regret it, Caroline. I feel like I'm in Back to the Future. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's worship Jesus, shall we? Let's fix our eyes on him. Let's thank him for all that he's done over this year, his faithfulness right the way through the year. Let's give our praise and our attention to him right now. Yeah. Yeah, let me just pray for us before yeah. we worship. God, we just turn our hearts to you. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus. I was just um, remembering this morning um, about how you provide the dew in the morning and you water the earth, Jesus. I just want to thank you that you're my provider, that you've provided um, in every way um, my whole life. And so I fix my eyes on you this morning and I want to say thank you. I want to give you my life as a sacrifice and worship you in Jesus' name. Yes, sing of this glorious Jesus. It's coming, King. Let's extol his name together. Yes, sing out. I see the King of glory coming on the clouds with fire. The whole earth shakes, the whole earth shakes. I see his love and mercy washing over all our sin. The people sing, the people sing. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith with selfless faith oh I see a near revival oh it's stirring as we pray and seek we're on
place you in the primary place in my heart, God. Your number one, it's your number one. I place you in the primary place of my heart. You are number one. You are number one. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. And I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, Jesus. Father's heart, the mystery he lavishes on us, as deep cries out to deep, how desperately he wants us, the things of earth stand next to him candle to the sun unfailing father will compare to his great love it sings my soul it sings my soul great your love is, how great your love is. Behold his holy son, 
the lion and the lamb given to us. The word became a man that my soul should know it saved. Taken for the sake of all mankind, salvation is in His blood. Jesus, Messiah, the righteous died for all and it wasn't over for He.
my God, He who was and is to come, prepare the way until the work on earth is done. Watch as the clouds he rides, swing low. Lift up a sound as he makes our praises strong. Behold the Lord, our God will lead us home. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you that that great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. You're, you're faithful and have been faithful through all the generations that you've never betrayed us, you've never left us, you've never abandoned us, that you remain faithful. And we just thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Spirit, that you remain faithful for uh, each one of us. And I pray for everyone watching that they would just reflect afresh on your great faithfulness. I just read. Uh, I encourage you to do that right now. Just take a moment just to reflect on his great faithfulness. Just remind yourself how faithful he has been to you over your life. You know, if you're needing a breakthrough right now, sometimes the best place to start is to remind yourself of his faithfulness in the past. The same God you need to deliver you in the future is the same God who's delivered you in the past. And we just say, I pray for everyone who needs a breakthrough right now that they would just draw deep from the wells of your great faithfulness now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brilliant. So good to worship together. I just love that and can't wait. Can we do, can we do that more yeah. in the room together? And uh, on that note, I just want to update us on Sundays. It's been such a joy to reconnect and to connect across our Sundays over the last uh, year or so and to have different media and different way of doing that. And I just wanted to give you an update on where we go from here, particularly across this term. Uh, and so this is the plan as of today. As you know, these things are changing and we're monitoring the government guidance all the time. But as of today, this is the plan. And firstly, online church is going to continue uh, from 9.30. Uh, uh, it's going to be launched on every Sunday and then you can watch it on demand after that. That's going to carry on. And then Raw, Raw Church, which has served us brilliantly. Um, we're going to update you in the Raw uh, communities because there's going to be different plans depending on which Raw you're part of. So we'll update you in the Raw communities in the weeks uh, ahead. So you can just uh, check out there for the updates on those Raw communities. But thanks for everyone who's been involved with Raw. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? We've yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loved, loved it. it. 
Um, and then thirdly, our in-person meetings, which obviously have relaunched at King's House. Um, we're gradually building capacity, particularly in the kids and, uh, and youth. And going forward, what's going to happen is that tickets will be available on a weekly basis. So it'll be launched on a Monday morning. So you can pick up your ticket on Monday morning. Um, so do get yourself booked in. We need to do that because we have a limited capacity in the different spaces and we have to make sure that we don't break that capacity. So if you can make sure you book in, we'll do that on a week by week basis, which would be great. And we would love to open up more spaces for, for particularly the kids ministry, um, but we need team to come through. So if you feel ready to come back, um, and ready to serve again or even for the first time in our kids ministry we would love to have you and there are um, we've got numbers of kids you want to connect and we just would hate to run out of space there so that, uh, that people can't come because there's not spaces for the team uh, because of teams so I'd encourage you if you can connect to that that'd be wonderful and then lastly on university Steve and the team have been connecting to the university and finding out uh, when they're ready for us to come back and the good news is they are looking for us to uh, they're looking that they'll be ready for us to return to Pole Hill campus uh, at the beginning of September so that's the that's the plan so that's great news uh, for those who are part of the university that's been a long wait for you uh, guys but the uh, good news is you don't also have to you don't also have to wait till then because during July and August there's going to be some ad hoc opportunities to connect together so watch out for your email because uh, Steve and the team are going to put some off some uh, put together some different opportunities to connect together in person during July and August until the, the launch uh, the relaunch back in September and so uh, as things get near the end of term or things radically change we'll obviously update you so keep an eye on your email but thanks for your patience with us we're doing the best we can to really create uh, context for us to gather worship Jesus connect as community and uh, yeah feedback ideas do send them through to us but yeah thanks so much for taking a minute to listen Karen. And now is your opportunity to give. If you'd like to give in to everything that's happening at the King's Arms, mm. um, you can give by going to kingsarms.org forward slash donate. And um, just to say, uh, Caroline said I made a bit of a hash of that announcement about Sundays. <laughs> so, I didn't say it like that. Well, yeah, I, I clearly did. Uh, I just wondered if we were opening like a box office now. Yeah, yeah, ticket yeah. Office. I didn't mean that we've now got physical tickets. You still book online. Um, you don't have to go to the church and pick up the physical tickets. Sorry, oh, okay. I said pick them up. That confused pick Caroline. Pick them up on Mondays. Uh, and yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. So just book online as you have. The, the only change is that whereas you could book weeks in advance, you can only now book one week at a time just because we want to be able to adjust capacities as we go so yeah sorry that wasn't very clear that's okay very good that's and we haven't got time to re-record this so there you go <laughs> it's it's live and raw anyway i've now forgotten what we've got next now oh, i yes. get to welcome you up to preach this morning oh, great. so that's exciting and we're um gonna watch you preach a message that you recorded on a different day so it's a different version of me a different version of you so it really is like back to the future today <laughs> <laughs> anything you want to say to your future self I guess only don't be too long and boring. Don't, oh, low bar. Um, but anyway, hopefully Simon won't be too long and boring this morning in his preach. But <laughs> seriously, um, it is a good one on who God made us to be. So be inspired. Well, hey, King's Arms, it's great to be with you uh, today. And, you know, so many have been through this uh, massive deconstruction in the last 18 months. Things that used to be unchallenged have now been challenged. Institutions have been shaken at every level. Authority has been distrusted. And what seemed once was important now is being questioned as, is it really important? Many want to rush back to how things were, but others aren't so sure. Is there any way back? Can we go back? And do we even want to if we, if we could? And mixed into that, there's been a crisis of faith for so many in these days. You know, many, I think, will fall away. And, and I think that happens typically in times of crisis. 
basically if your foundations weren't solid then fundamentally when things get shaken those foundations get shaken with it and and things start to fall away and at the same point at the same time many will also find faith many their foundations were not solid but for a different reason and they've realized that actually they the answers the solutions that they had for life speed questions before just aren't satisfactory and they will find faith and of course caught up in that we've got people's view of church what is church is it important uh, is it significant for my lives and that's going to be critical moving forward to fully understand what is the core purpose of church and, and why, do, why do we connect it to church and what's it all about? Our problem tends to be that we can identify a local church by the historical, by the historic expressions that we've known more than by the biblical convictions of what church should be. And it's hard to escape the gravitational pull of what you've known, isn't it? It's hard to escape from the kind of models and forms and the ways that you've known church to be. Sometimes we've, been, we've grown accustomed to them. And actually, what we should be doing is questioning them. So we've got it. It's important for all of us to examine, maybe even challenge some of our understandings of what church is. And and you've got to understand though the way that the word church is used in the New Testament is used in really three uh, different ways. One is the the church universal, which um, and you have to forgive. <laughs> my son's um, mowing the lawn outside hopefully you can't hear that too loudly um, one is the the church universal which means every believer who's ever lived we're all part of this universal church and that's how Jesus used it in Matthew 16 uh, verse 18 I will build my church he's talking about the church universal secondly it's used as a collection of local churches when Paul writes to the church in Corinth we know that's a group of largely house churches that met in Corinth and he's writing to all of them together and then thirdly, it can mean an individual gathering, and that's how it's used in Acts 14 when Paul and Barnabas appoint elders in all the different churches. So it's that second and third sense we're looking at uh, today. So as a, a leadership team, what we've done over the last uh, few months is uh, uh, with our, the, uh, the strategic leadership team and the wider team, we've looked at a number of key biblical texts that help us dive back into what is the church. And we kept being drawn back to Acts 2, verse 36 to 47, which is a passage we've looked at numbers of times as a community, because it really seemed to kind of draw together uh, numbers of these themes into one picture of the church. And all the elements are, are, seem to be there. And it's the first time that the church is really pictured in the New Testament. It's the first real image of the church. And, and so it's a prototype, if you like. It's an, a prototype of the early church. And it helps to, it should, rightly so, help to shape us being informed by other passages of scripture as well. And so we're, we're also drawn at the same time to numbers of stories that uh, from our community life, which have helped us and shaped us as a community. And so we kind of want to draw those together in this uh, time this morning, just to, uh, just to draw together this picture of what is the church. So let me share my screen with you. And um, I'm trying a new way of sharing the screen, so hopefully this is better for us. Um, and let's read together this uh, passage, Acts 2, verse 36 uh, to 47. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and, and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. 
And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So we drop in on this passage on Peter, one of the leaders of the early church, speaking about the early church and they're wondering what's going on and they open up this, uh, this picture for us of the church. So what are the, what are the elements of the church that we, we see? Well, the first is this, the church is a community of people who follow Jesus as Lord. This is what he says, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him Lord and Christ, this Jesus who you crucified. Verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the give, forgiveness of your sins. And I just want to pop over my other screen, hopefully you can see this, and draws a little uh, picture to help us. So it's a place where Jesus is Lord and we see that in this passage and they respond in baptism. There's a baptism and a repentance to this uh, message that Jesus, that, that Peter brings. The fact is that by, by grace coming to Jesus in repentance and through baptism submitting to his lordship, he's transformed us and now we listen to him and follow him and submit to him. Ultimately every church is his church. That's the first picture we see. The first thing that uh, church is, it's a community where people follow Jesus as Lord. And the second is this, it's a community where people know God. That's what it says in uh, verse uh, uh, verse 38, for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. And so we could draw a picture like this. Jesus drew, drew people to the Father. He was drawing people into intimacy and connection with the Father. Church is a community of people that knows God, that believes that he's adopted them as his children. This is about a relationship with the Father. And everything comes from that. And Jesus' plan was to bring everyone into that relationship. And, and the revelation of this is not just head knowledge, the revelation of that, to know God. And that word uh, that's used in the original language means not just a head knowledge, but an experiential knowledge of knowing God. One of my favourite stories is from the early days is our community when a lady was in, on a ministry team praying for someone else to know God and to know him as father and to know his love for her. And as she was praying, suddenly she had the revelation. She's like, hang on a minute, <laughs> he loves me. He loves me. And that revelation dropped in her into her heart even as she was sharing it with someone else. That's the second thing that is critical that we see. A church is a community that knows God. Third thing is this, church is a community that's empowered by the Spirit. We see that, don't we, in verse 38. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Church is a community that receives that gift of the Spirit. Let me try and draw this here. This is hopefully meant to be a flame. There we go. It's a, it's a, it's a community empowered by the Spirit. It's a place of supernatural power and fruit, not just about human effort. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. He empowers us. Just a few uh, days ago, I was praying with someone over Zoom, and they just were filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with joy, a supernatural joy that came upon them, even in the midst of their difficult circumstance. It's a community that's filled by the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit. That's the church. Fourth thing is this, church is a community where people are devoted to God's word. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And I'll just draw a little uh, picture of God's word. There you go, hopefully that 
Makes sense? Yeah, good. <laughs> God's Word. It's a community devoted to God's Word. It means they cared what God had to say, that His Word had become a blueprint for their lives. They put His Word into practice. We see that in what Jesus said, don't we? When He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. It makes sense, doesn't it? All, all relationships are built on caring what we say to one another. If you don't care what someone says or what they think or what they say to you, then you've got no relationship. And our words make a difference to God, and so his word needs to make a difference to us. One thing we've loved in in Raw Church over this last year, for those of us who have been part of us, is this simple idea of opening God's word, reading it a couple of times, then asking four simple questions. And that last question is, the last two questions are, what are you going to do as a response to this passage? How are you going to obey this passage? And who are you going to share it with? And one lady, as one week we read the story of the woman at the well, when Jesus meets this woman at a well and he turned an ordinary conversation into a spiritual one it was a a beautiful story and that week she had a conversation with someone and realized she was in the same moment that Jesus was in and her obedience was quite simple she turned that ordinary conversation into a spiritual conversation she said normally that conversation with this person would have been very very negative but actually the turning into a spiritual conversation made such a difference church is a community where we are devoted to God's word The fifth picture is this. Church is a community where we follow God-appointed leadership. They said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? God's appointed leadership for the church and in the church. And and it's not just uh, an individual. We see a team of leaders. And actually, church is a community where we follow God-appointed leadership. You see that picture. And that team-based leadership should be throughout the church to make it healthy. The next picture we see is this. uh, Church is a community that live in a culture where people love one another. It says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the fellowship. And as we read read the passage, you can just feel the love, can't you, expressed in that community. That word fellowship is rarely used today, apart from when we're watching Lord of the Rings. Um, But that sense of being devoted to, to the community, to a loving community of fellowship together. And at King's Arms, we've uh, described that loving community in five words. It's a culture of honour. It's a culture of acceptance. It's a culture of authenticity. It's a culture of generosity and a culture of courage. Phil and Carol were sharing just recently how some financial troubles that have uh, uh, hit them have been just shaped and transformed by the generosity of people around them. That's the church. So church is a community. That's the, the sixth picture of, of the church that is they, they love one another they 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 care for one another and that's what it looks like to be part of the church the seventh picture is this they connect together as family around the communion table this is what it says in verse 46 day by day attending the te- temple together and breaking bread in their homes they receive their food with glad and generous hearts so church is a community that gathers around the table and the picture is given of the of the, of the communion table. I'm not convinced it's communion quite as we understand it with a little wafer and a bit of bread and a small glass of wine after, after, after Sunday. Maybe we need to, after a Sunday meeting, maybe we need to look at that because what you see in this picture is a, a community of fellowship around the table and, and, and where they are gathered. And I think their communion would have been expressed as it was originally when Jesus gave it to us around a table where they had a meal together and then broke bread and, and had wine together as part of that. What would it look like for us to dig deeper into that and to 
who's going to come around your table and maybe you could have communion together at the end or the beginning of the meal. What would it look like to perhaps see how do we grow as a community to this sense of fellowship around the table? The eighth uh, picture you see from this is that church is a community where they devote themselves to prayer and praise. This community is both practical, they ate together, but it's also deeply spiritual. It's not just a chess club. They devoted themselves to the prayer and to praising God. We see that in verse 42 and then at the end in verse 47. It's just what we do. We, we have a community where prayer and, and praise, hard to draw that, but I'll do my best. Prayer and praise are right at the center of who we are. It's in the context of prayer and worship that we encounter God. It's in the context of prayer and worship that we see situations shifted and God glorified in our uh, communities. I remember uh, a few years ago when in worship, uh, a leaders event, I think it was, there was such a smell of burning in the auditorium. And uh, I, I literally didn't know what was going on, ran around, checked that there wasn't a fire in the building, and then came back and couldn't find anything, and it was still going on. Then realized, I think this is the presence of God. And it was confirmed later because Phil Wilthy was on his way home and uh, actually pull, had to pull over his car because he thought his car was on fire. There was such an intense smell of burning. Church is a place where there's praise and worship, the encounter of God in that place. That's right at the heart of every community that Jesus wants to build. And then ninthly, church is a community where there is a radical care for those in need. This is what you read in verse 45. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Church is a community where there's a radical generosity and giving to those in need. The poor are the heart of the church. It's probably one of the most provoking aspects of this picture of the church, isn't it? It's most challenging, selling our possessions, selling, selling things so that we can give to those who are in need. And at the heart of every church, and that will look different for different people, but at the heart of every church is a radical care for the poor and for those in need. I remember uh, someone was telling me recently their story of coming to King's Arms, and I think within the first few months or so, they had been, uh, they were mugged in the town centre. They weren't physically hurt, um, but they, this, these people took some money from this lady. Anyway, that Sunday she came to church and her muggers were there. And instead of thinking, I'm never coming back, she thought, this is the kind of church I want to be part of. Why? Because she realised that we were a community that were reaching the poorest, the most broken in our society, and bringing hope. And of course, safeguarding around the community is important as well. Tenth thing is this. Church is a community that expects the presence of God with signs and wonders. This is what it says in verse 43. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Church is a community that expects the presence of God and signs and wonders. Again, this is just not an ordinary community, an ordinary society. This is a group where God's present in extraordinary power and signs and wonders are there. There is an expectation for the miraculous. And we've talked about that as a community many times over the years. That's who we are. That should be at the birth, at the, at the, the foundation of every community. That is the type of community that Jesus was building. So signs and wonders are critical to have right at the core of our community. If we're to build a healthy and vibrant community, that's what the church is. And that's how we declare to the world around who Jesus is and what he has done and how he's changed and is changing our lives. And the 11th point is this. Church is a community where we declare the gospel of the kingdom. Peter declares, verse 36, 
know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. Our message is not just say a quick prayer and you're saved and go to heaven. Our message is an invading kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is that Jesus is king and that changes everything. And church is a community where we declare that gospel. And we see in other passages it should be with signs and wonders following as we've already seen. Oh, that's meant to be a speaker. It's not very good. Um, Church is a community where we declare, there we go, where we proclaim and declare the gospel of the kingdom. And, 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 and at that, the centre of that is where that kingdom message of the transformation of society goes out from our community and starts to shape. And to shape, it shapes the way that we impact with community and it shapes the, the impact that the community has on us. That together we seek to change the world around us. That we are born to change the world. And that we do that as part of being part of the church. And lastly, church is a community where people raise multiplying disciples. Verse 47, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Church is a community where we have a sense of multiplication. And we see that not just in this passage, but all the other passages in the scriptures that talk about disciple making. There's a sense of multiplication. There's a sense, Jesus uses those pictures, doesn't he, of the sower sowing the seed and it multiplying, the yeast and the dough and it multiplying. The kingdom was born to multiply and to raise disciples that then go on and multiply. That's what the church is. That's who she is. And that's what she's called to be. And this passage lays out to us these really clear and provoking, oh, better go back to that image, these really clear and provoking pictures, 12 things that declare who the community of God is. We're called to be a a community that has Jesus as King, a community that knows God, a community empowered by the Spirit, a community that's devoted to God's Word, a community with Godly appointed leadership, a community that's dedicated to the fellowship of love, a community that is built around the table, especially the communion table, a community of prayer and praise, devoted to prayer and praise, a community of radical generosity to those in need community of signs and wonders and the expectation of the awe and the presence of God, a community that declares the gospel of the kingdom, and a community that raises multiplying disciples. This is who we are, and this is who the church should be. And I would say, as we go forward, it's going to be so critical to have this in our hearts and our minds. I think there's going to be lots of things that pop up in the days to come that call themselves church. I think we need this blueprint to help us see, is that church or is that not church? And it doesn't mean to say if one of these things is missing that that's not church, but what it does mean is that it's not the healthy church that it, that, it could, that it could be. And if we see that in any of our communities that we are building, if we see that in any of our, uh, our, our, um, our sites or places that it's missing those elements, then we need to not just criticise and wave a finger and say, ah, you know, you're getting it all wrong. I mean, anyone can do that. Any fool can do that. No, no, no. What we need is to roll up our sleeves and say, I want to be building. I want to build the church that I see in this picture. I want to build this community that I've seen laid out clearly in the scriptures. And I would just encourage us as we move forward to ask ourselves a question, how can I help build a church or churches that look like that? How can I build it? How can I roll up my sleeves? Where do I see there's weaknesses that I've got unique strengths where I can play my part? Let's open our hearts to the Lord and ask him to speak because I tell you what, Jesus loves his church. He died for his church. He gave himself for his church. And he asks us all to do the same, that we would make disciples who make disciples, who are built into healthy churches until God's kingdom fills the earth. Thanks so much for listening. Well, thanks for that, babe. (laughs) 
Um, you looked good in that outfit too. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know many people have been um, questioning what what the church is all about this year, and it's brought up some good some good questions, some foundational questions, and it's just great to really look at it together, mm. look at the word again together, and um, and remind ourselves um, to start getting a picture again of what the church is what the church is all about. Mm. Um, anyway, let's pray. Let's pray into that for a second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, God, we just want to thank you. Um, that the church was your idea, that um, that she's the bride that Jesus died for. And we just ask that you would make us into people, um, into a people together um, that that's worthy of your sacrifice, Jesus, that we would be um, unified, that we would be people who um, open the word together, who have genuine community, who aren't just hearers of your word, but we're obeyers as well, God. We just... Um, we pray that we would be people who expect the miraculous, expect signs and wonders, full of faith, God. We ask that we would be full of hope with our eyes on you, Jesus, and on your kingdom. Um, Father, that we would be um, just unified, Jesus. Father, would you help us look more, more and more like the bride that you came for? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Brilliant. I hope you enjoyed being together today and uh, have a really blessed day. And a blessed week. God bless you. Thanks. Bye.